0: Respectfully,
1: respectfully,
0: respectfully, 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 a Melanated Therapist.
1: Welcome in and welcome home, family. I'm Dimitri.
0: And I'm Marde, And this is Respectfully, a Melanated Therapist podcast. Just a quick disclaimer, this is not therapy. We are just two people doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. If you need therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Also, before we kick off the show, we wanted to share that we are doing a giveaway for the remainder of November. We will be choosing two people to win $50 of an Amazon gift card. In order to enter the giveaway, here are the instructions. Follow us on Instagram at respectfullynt, like the giveaway post, comment on the giveaway post with a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, as well as mention a friend in the comment. Once this is completed, your name will be submitted as many times as you comment a question or topic and mention a friend. The winner will be announced on the show and shouted out via Instagram. Thanks in advance.
1: All right, fam. Our topic for today's episode is anxiety. Since there are so many types of anxiety, we would never be able to cover it all in one episode. So today we are going to talk about generalized anxiety, social anxiety. Now, if you would like us to discuss a different type of anxiety, you can always email us to let us know. So what is anxiety? Anxiety is intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations like driving or going to work. Now, we know that anxiety can be normal in stressful situations, such as giving a presentation or a speech or even taking a test at school. However, anxiety is also an indicator of an underlying condition when your feelings become too much to handle and stop you from completing everyday activities, such as going to work. And someone with generalized anxiety disorder, or GAD, can experience frequent anxiety for months, if not years. So what does anxiety look like? So with anxiety, you can experience a fast heart rate, heavy breathing, sweating, excessive sweating, fatigue, or exhaustion. Now, regarding the ways to manage anxiety, we'll discuss those later.
0: All right, fam. So now let's talk a little bit about social anxiety. Social anxiety is a condition where fear, anxiety, and avoidance impact an individual's ability to be comfortable in social situations, such as going to school. It can also lead to self-consciousness and feelings of embarrassment or humiliation, and it also negatively impacts relationships with others. So what does social anxiety look like? You can experience excessive fear, a symptom of depression, heart palpitations, sweating, or excessive sweating.
1: Okay, so let's dive in and we're going to jump into, um, okay, we're going to edit this part out, Alex. Okay, so let's dive in and get into me and Rade's business. <laughs> so, Rade. Not my do business. You, <laughs> you and my business. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> do you experience generalized
0: anxiety? And if so, what does it look like for you? Um, Yeah, I definitely do. Um. <laughs> i am a worried war i'm a worried ward so that's what my anxiety looks like i'm always worried about something i have a running task list in my head quite often um my anxiety looks like waking up in the middle of the night to um thoughts of my to-do list um or not falling asleep because i keep running through my to-do list i mean that hasn't happened in a while but that's a thing but facts yeah um It can look like sweating. However, I don't always notice it. Like that could happen at the drop of a dime. And then I'm like, oh, you're anxiously stressed right now. That is what's (sighs) happening. I missed all of the other warning signs. Here's the physiological effect. And you're in too deep at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, sweating is when I know like, girl, you way past turn around okay like <laughs> you're way past mm-hmm. that at this point i mean granted i can, you can always redirect but yeah um yeah. what else does it look like it also looks like me uh being an over planner so to speak um having like plan a through f sometimes 2000 two oh my god right <laughs> it's horrible but yeah it yeah definitely some some real anxiety um and worrying a lot but that i'm working on lessening as we as we move along and i've been doing pretty good at that so love to hear that from me
1: love to hear that (laughs) from you and i love that for you um because i i know the struggle um so the answer to to the question is yes i do have generalized anxiety um what it looks like for me um so The biggest way that anxiety shows up in my life is through procrastination. Um, Basically, Oh, my God. Yeah. Kind of like what, right? They said. Not you just came for me. I didn't come for you because. (laughs) (laughs) Because. Because, now look, this is my story But, you know But you know and our stories right? right, but you know our stories Overlap a little bit, like our experiences Overlap a little <sighs> bit um, yes. Which is why we friends, we, we, we have a lot We relate on so many levels But, yeah. you know, it is um, That's my biggest thing is procrastination Like it starts off just how Roday starts off with, um, I'm a planner. Well, first, I'm a, wor- I'm a worrier off rip. Always have been since I was young. Worried yes. about everything, everybody, especially people <laughs> I love and care about. Lord, where you going? When you going to be back? Okay, you was going to this store and that store is down there. Why is it taking you so long <laughs> to get back? Like, And then back then, we had have cell phones. So Lord, mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here worrying, waiting until I hear that car pull up in the driveway and then I can breathe, you know? <laughs> Um, <laughs> You know um,
0: We are laughing y'all I'm sorry to interrupt you but, We're laughing <laughs> But the worry is real And the moment is not funny It's
1: not funny And the moment is scary It's him Yeah but I'm laughing at it now Because I, I, I'm The, the the real two reasons I'm laughing, cause one is it's kind of funny when you think about it in retrospect, but um just the fact that how young I was when I worried. Really, yes, like I am, listen, I'm in elementary school, y'all. Like I Me should not too. be worrying about shit like this in elementary. I'm just saying, you're not supposed to. I don't have no worries. All I need to do is go to school and wash my ass and eat. You know? Why am I worried about how long it's taking a grown person to go to a grocery store? But you know, but at the same time, you know, because we we are still therapists at the end of the day, that's connected to fears of abandonment. But anywho, anywho um, so going back <laughs> to the uh, to the question, um, it looks like procrastination for me. So basically, it'll start off because I'm also a planner and I, I love my checklist. I put everything into a checklist, and then I'm so um, ain't a retentive that okay, each little section of my life has its own checklist, not one large one, but several. Um, moderate ones. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So as I go through, you know, I have a little notebook, hashtag respectfully empty, because um, <laughs> it has our logo on the front. But um, I just flip paste the page and I start, you know, going through what I'm going to do. Now, the good thing is I he- I'm hella organized. But at the same time, Adam blew this thing up to be. 2,000 more times difficult than it had to be if I would just make one complete list and then prioritize that list based on mm-hmm. the time that I have each day. But that's neither here nor there. We, God ain't done with me yet. And I'm still in therapy. Okay. So, right. um, yes. So then I start the cycle. That same cycle right there saying like, oh Lord, now I'm worrying about all this shit I got to do. Even though I'm being productive and getting stuff done, I'm not even considering that. Okay, bro, you being you being productive. That's what's up. Like, that's what we need. Mm-hmm chill out. No, it's I'm being productive, but oh, I could have did more. How could mm-hmm. I, I still have 10,000 things to do? So then it's just cycle. Then I get so overwhelmed that then I ain't doing nothing because my brain is literally consumed with all the stuff that I have to do. And now I'm not getting mm-hmm. anything done. Then waking up the next day, like Bitch, you ain't do nothing. Now mm-hmm. I'm even more anxious. And then now I'm back to thinking about the list. Now I'm back to procrastinating and and then now deadline is tomorrow. And now I'm in here looking like, I ain't going to say it, but I'm over here looking uh, real rough in the face because now I've created this fire that I have no choice but to, but to put out or it's going to burn my whole house down. Um, Metaphorically, of course. Um, Now, physiological symptoms um, like Rod Day was saying, my sweating it's immediate, but I'm very hypersensitive. So anything that touches my skin, whether it's my own fluids or not, like I feel it immediately. So if I'm faced with the stressful situation and I see myself start sweating, um, especially in, in in a social situation, um, I know, okay, you are nervous, but the good thing about, the good part about being hypersensitive is that I notice it really quickly and then I can redirect myself a lot sooner. Um, but, it's still uncomfortable AF. I'm going to say that again. It's still uncomfortable AF. Horrible. But anyway, um, but I don't sweat excessively. Like, and when we say excessive, meaning that it's just everywhere. Like you can see the stain marks in, under your arms. You can mm-hmm. actually it's starting to drip and run like you are past mm-hmm. in the pulpit. Um, you can start to see the sweat on the front of your shirt, on the back of your shirt. Yeah. That's excessive. Um, And that's people who um, experience it on a a very severe level. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, anxiety is complex because you have some people who have severe anxiety, but they may not even be a sweater to begin with at baseline. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they may not sweat, but they'll have that rapid heart rate or they'll get that fatigue. And I also experienced the fatigue because at this point I don't work. My my mind don't went 2000 miles an hour for two hours Mm -hmm. straight. Now I'm dead.
0: That mental
1: exhaustion. hmm Yes. Mental mm-hmm. exhaustion. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what it looks like for me. Um, it does impact my sleep because um not necessarily um with the falling asleep, because I take me a melatonin gummy in a minute. Um, yeah. but it does impact uh, my ability to sleep well and my ability mm-hmm. to stay sleep without waking up. Um, and yeah. you know, for me, and I'm pretty sure Rod they can attest, um, when you wake up out of your sleep and you get to worrying, by the time you get back to sleep, it most likely at least an hour probably has gone by. And then now you're going back to sleep. And then now you're being yanked out of this deep sleep by your alarm. And then now you're fatigued throughout the day. And then you're not even at your full capacity, mental capacity. And then stressed for the about that. And then, yes, and then that, that creates anxiety mm-hmm. because you know damn, like I'm dragging, I can't get this mm-hmm. done. And then, bam, hello friend, procrastination is back on the scene. Yep. Um, and cycle then continues. also, correct. And then, um, and Lord, please don't have um depression and anxiety because then that triggers a depressive episode. And then all you know is that you at the carnival ride and you can't get the fuck off.
0: True, uh, because we know that depression and anxiety cycle together. Mm-hmm. We know this. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing. And sidebar, can we talk about how my therapist called me out about procrastinating? (laughs) And at first I was like, no, I don't procrastinate. And then after we left the session, I was like, bitch, (laughs) (laughs) you be procrastinating all the time. All the time. You get stuff done, but you definitely procrastinate by all of this dwelling that you do. Mm. It's horrible.
1: Just to give y'all a, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, put y'all in our business Because, you know, we don't mind But, um, child, listen, we record every two weeks And what we talk about today We did this right before we started (laughs) Two procrastinating bitches
0: together (laughs) You hear me? Listen, look, I was on the road I went to go and visit my family, okay? And I was like, yeah, I ain't about to work on this till the morning (laughs) right <laughs> right. i ain't doing that until the morning i'm not doing that all right and anybody who
1: actually struggles with procrastination knows that that sounds like a good reason to not do something but we do that all week The
0: long. time because we, i could have did this earlier in the week
1: check could in the last week when i had
0: time and space. you, had you time know last week dang I Meaning, like
1: you know, over the weekend, because you know, listen. At the end of the day, I don't work on the weekends. I, well, I don't. see clients. I don't want to. I don't see clients on the weekend. Screen. Oh, right. Wow, yes. Yeah, but, but I, but I will do notes and stuff, and, and you know, other like emails and things on my other obligations. But I don't see clients on the weekend. But at the same time, then that sh- I end up procrastinating on that shit because, I'm tired from the week. But no. you know, at the same time, I'm tired because of the anxiety that I'm experiencing, and anxiety is is um. You know, once you get to a place to where you can, you have a handle on it, you, you good. But until you get to that space, it's difficult. And it's an up and down roller coaster of emotions and exhaustion,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: leads to procrastination. So it, it, it's, it's challenging, but it can be done. But at the same time, it's not an easy feat.
0: And I mean, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but, you know, anxiety also, it completely halts me from being present. And it is very detrimental to my relationships that um, I care significantly about because mm. I can't be a part of them because of that.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. Or or if I show up, I'm not my complete self. I am basically, um, you know, people people have this whole thing about, you know, wearing masks and things like that. But like we said, the, the, the word of 2022 is intent. Um, actually, the word of the lifetime is intent. So... You know, when you come on and you put on a mask, it's it's not because you're being fake or you're not being your you're not being authentic or genuine. It's just that, you know, you have a lot of stuff going on. And when you go to certain environments, you have to present a certain way so that you can function in that environment. So I can be over here like it does impact the relationships, because sometimes I'll say, oh, yeah, I, I you know. I can do that, but I'm already overbooked because I don't want to disappoint someone. I want to, you know, of course, spend time with the people I care about. But at the same time, I'm not all the way there. So now I have to put myself in that space that I typically am in when I'm not feeling that way. So that's what I mean about putting, putting on a mask. It's basically showing up as my regular self when I really don't feel like that on
0: the inside. Yeah. Okay. So getting even more into your biz, (laughs) do you experience social anxiety? And if so, what does it look like? Let the
1: church say yes. But yeah, (laughs) um, (laughs) yes, I do. Um, And with my social anxiety, it is in in all situations. There's always a Hmm. little bit. So when I say all situations, let's say it's someone I know. As I'm getting... It's almost like the anticipation of going there, like getting there or going there or knowing that it's coming. I'm my anxiety, my social anxiety is, is, is amping up, it's amping up, it's going through the roof. Now, once I get into that environment and I'm in that space with the people that I know and care about, then that. It falls away because I know I'm in a safe environment, but it's just all of those thoughts that come up based on my own, you know, potential, you know, my own experiences and and some fears and insecurities. That's what's revving up that anxiety before I get to those situations. Now, once I'm in those situations, I actually do feel safe in them. Then that anxiety falls down. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're going into a situation where I don't know these people, <laughs> anxiety through the roof you know what i'm saying um like going to the grocery store the grocery store i just i hate it i hate it and then i also oh ch- walmart oh my goodness i try not to go to oh, walmart, walmart if i don't have to like that is not good for anybody with social anxiety like please people if somebody tell you they got social anxiety please don't make them go to walmart please don't make <laughs> them go to walmart but anyway but i do have to go to walmart sometimes um but it's just social situations like that. There's just so many people around, so much stuff happening, people bumping into you, people being rude. Like it's just, it's just a lot going on there. So in those type of situations, my social anxiety is high and I'm I'm on a hundred. I'm trying to get the hell in and get the hell out. You know, I, I sweat a little bit and then, but like I said, because I'm hypersensitive, I'll notice it and then I'll I'll throw in, you know, I'll do one of my techniques or interventions to help calm myself so that I can get through that particular moment, um, which we'll we'll dive into a little bit later. Um, but, you know, I, but I also experience, you know, normal levels of social anxiety. And when I say normal levels, meaning that, you know, I'm walking into a social situation that requires me to do a presentation or some public speaking. So mm-hmm speaking to an audience of people I don't know or I'm not familiar with then that does um uh, contribute to to those um symptoms of anxiety which is the sweating um I'm better at way better at public speaking now I before I used to get nervous then I would be nervous the entire time almost to the mm-hmm. to the point to where my voice is shaky my legs my knees knocking <laughs> you know <laughs> and um which makes you even more anxious because now my you brain is is picking up. I'm noticing that my voice is cracking. So now I'm even more nervous. Like, oh my God, can mm-hmm. they hear this? Um, and then my knees are shaking, like can they see my legs shaking? Can they see my hands shaking? So now I'm spiraling while still giving a damn speech. But I don't experience that anymore. But you know, like I said, I learned how to handle myself. And I learned what works for me so that I could get through those everyday situations. And it's not as big of an impact as it would be um, in a situation where um, I have not learned how to manage it, if that makes sense.
0: Mm, thanks for sharing that, friend.
1: Mm-hmm. What about you?
0: Mm-mm. I don't really have social anxiety. I just don't like people like that. I think that's just the thing. I think I just, at, at heart, I'm somewhat an introvert i like to be social every now and then but i really don't find myself getting nervous based off of interactions with others yeah like the normal stressors if i have a huge audience to present to um there's a little bit of flutters before but that will quickly go away especially if i feel prepared um which i'm not going into any public speaking situation presentation without being prepared That that's right. not me and it's just not going to happen. I will cancel before I'm not prepared. So there's that. The other side of this is sidebar. I hate going to Walmart for very different reasons. And hikey, I just feel like it's because it's not the experience I'm going to get at Target. i screwed, man. So there's that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I can't so, say I don't feel as anxious in Target as I do in Walmart. But at the same time, it's still I still experience it, but just not in the severity in which um, I do... At Target.
0: Mm-mm. I think the overwhelming feeling I get at Walmart is about, I just feel like it's too all in your face. There are too many people, but again, I just don't like people. Like, I would rather not because, hi, <laughs> okay, y'all, I'm an empath. Let's be real. I pick up energy fast. Mm-hmm. And so I don't like to be in really crowded spaces anyway because germs and people. People are rude, people, whatever. And I'm not usually thinking about, oh my God, what are they thinking about me and all of those things. That is a huge part of social anxiety. Okay. That's why I'm saying that's not really a thing for me. I'm not always mm-hmm. thinking about, or I'm not constantly thinking about the, um, are they looking at me and what do they think? And all of those things. Sure. Those things can come across anyone's mind, but they don't lead me to embarrassment or not wanting to engage right. because I'm worried of what their thoughts are and the opinions. Mm-hmm. Mostly, it's I just don't really care to be around <laughs> them, and because I just prefer my own space and mm-hmm. prefer my space with the people that I I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I th- also think a huge part of this is that this is what we do for work. I talk to people for a living, mm-hmm. and I kid you not, I don't feel like I can go anywhere without somebody thinking that they could just talk to me. Oh, like a man. I don't even. Like a I don't man. even look. Approachable I
1: thought Like I <laughs> Why that do you don't I, <laughs> I do thought... <laughs> I do though And it gets on my nerves Like please leave, like, But I'll be friendly I'll be nice And I'll talk to you But in my head I'm like why Like please leave me alone
0: Exactly I mean I try to keep it short You know I definitely don't ask any questions <laughs> I just you know Nod and smile You know mm-hmm. Kind of thing Maybe a little chuckle Here and there But I don't want <laughs> it so I don't day. need the conversation
1: <laughs> She does just, just that I've seen her do that yeah.
0: No, seriously.
1: <laughs> because why are you talking to me? What <laughs> is happening? Listen, and I'm a talker. So, you know, if depending on what they say, like I'll talk. And then right there, I'll just be sitting there looking like, okay, when is
0: this conversation going to be over? <laughs> I might even walk away. Like, yeah, uh, most likely my, She has. <laughs> I will dip out. Like, I'm good. Especially because I just feel like when people start talking to me, they don't let up. They don't mm-hmm. let up. Like I have to like ease out of the conversation, and that I would say if I have social anxiety anywhere, it's there. Like, how am I gonna get out of this? Yeah, how do I, I get I mean, out of this thing, fast?
1: But I will give them a little taste, and then I'll be like, okay, well, I hope you have a great one. All right, hope that works out well for you. Yeah. No, you know, and
0: I'm out of there. But don't um, want it because people start asking too many questions. Too like it's it's a little off, but. Regardless, what I'm getting at is, people love (laughs) just like to come up and just and talk to me, and I think that's odd because I don't, I didn't think I looked that approachable, and not that I don't want to look approachable, but I just is it? It's
1: it's definitely your energy, is it's your aura, because obviously, trust me, it's not your face because we got because you got RBF, uh, friend, you got RBF, Mm -hmm. so we know it's not your face, right there. So it's that vibe and that aura that you give off, but but you also have to look at that. We are, um, you know, because I also can't. uh, relate to the um, the empath um, aspect of your life because same, I feel everything. And not only do I feel everything, I feel it so intensely, which is why I keep myself busy so that mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with all of that stuff. But anyway, that's mm-hmm. an epi- that's right, a, right. A, a topic for another episode. But at the same time, you know, our um, that energy that we're, we're healers, like we're in this profession and yeah. the foundation of our profession is healing. So, we have healing energy. So, if you're an energy person, then you know that depending on what someone may need, they are drawn to your energy. So, it doesn't matter what you look like, whether you look approachable or not, people can pick up on that healing energy um, if you possess it. You know, no shade to anyone, but not all therapists possess healing energy. Um, that is not shade,
0: that is truth and fact.
1: I know I was just trying to be PC, but whatever. Um, um, <laughs> but um, everybody does, does it that. that do you see the
0: title of our show? What is PC about that?
1: Uh, correct. <laughs> um, but right, friend. But you know. Um, but yes. Yeah, so you know, people pick up on that energy, and that draws people in. So I try to be understanding as much as possible with um, with that, but also be. Highly considerate to my own comfort levels and what I want and what I need. Because at the end of the day, I don't, you don't have to pay me to talk to me, but if I'm on a mission, then eh, not so much.
0: But that's the thing. I am always on a mission when I'm outside. When the girl is outside, we're always on a mission. So yeah. there's that. And I mean, it's not to say that I'm not going to welcome, you know, interactions. That That's not oh, what yeah, I'm of saying. Course not. Oh yeah, of course but, not. But, you know, because you never know who you will meet, right? Hello. I just my whole thing is is that you know people are annoying. That's a thing. <laughs> just as I'm sure. Just as I'm sure that I'm annoying sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. is what I'm getting at. Like, this is y'all the wrong role. Like the humanness in me is I get so tired of people, and I think it's just because of uh, okay. Let's let's play. Let's acknowledge the fact that I understand that we're healers, and I understand the healing energy and people coming up to us regardless of what their issue is, right? Or what Mm -hmm. their situation has been. Mm -hmm. I just noticed that for myself, I can very easily get drained by other people's energy and their needs because Mm -hmm. when people legitimately meet me, if I'm in Walmart and somebody decides they want to talk to me, they immediately start talking to me about a need that they have. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that is draining. Do I look like I'm ready to pick up your stuff? Like your need, like, like that's, that's not on me, but you know, on my end that comes with my spiritual hygiene and not allowing other people's needs to be picked like cradled by me, even, especially Mm -hmm. if I don't know them, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah, so no to this question, I don't have social anxiety, but, um, I can do without people sometimes because I need moments to recharge. I'm an introvert at heart Mm -hmm. and, um. That's that's that. I do love being social. I love it when I'm wanting it, but outside of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. what I call my, that, basically the same for me. I call myself, um, well, I do have social anxiety, um, but, you know, not at, not as severe as some people, which it'll stop them from literally going out their door um, mm-hmm. or going to any type of event, whether With they know everyone or not. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so... But I'm a social introvert. That's what I I consider myself because at heart, I'm an introvert. Like, I I recharge from being in my own shit by myself, chilling, doing whatever it is that I want to do in here because it's mine. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do love social interactions and connecting with the people I care about and actually kind of connecting with people in general. However, on my own terms. Exactly. On my own terms. But yeah. Okay.
0: I will legit invite, like, Friends and stuff over to my place, like love it so hyped that they're coming. We're getting into the vibes, all the stuff, right? Right? You know, they're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you gonna come over? I'll come over." You know, especially if they're my friend, they got good energy, so I'll go to their house. But you know, you don't go to everybody's house, y'all don't know mm-hmm. do But regardless, <laughs> what I'm getting yeah. at is, you know, just be careful with this social anxiety for real, and being able to recognize is it anxiety or are you an introvert and do you just need moments right. of recharge like we're kind of talking about here? And being able to discern between those things.
1: Please. Right. And we're gonna get into to, I know y'all wait, probably wait for when y'all gonna talk about what to do. <laughs> but we we're gonna <laughs> get down. We're gonna get Sorry, there. Y'all. But you know, it's but it's it's just um we just kind of want you to understand what it all is and, and give you like real life, you know, examples and experiences based on our own journeys. Um, but you know, it is um You know, something that I do, and I'm just, it just kind of goes with this, but we'll get into the other stuff later, is that you have to literally, well, for me, I have to coach myself. Like, if I'm Mm -hmm. getting ready to walk into a social situation, especially one that I haven't myself initiated, meaning that someone's invited me to something, um... I have to mentally prepare myself to go to that event so that I won't avoid it. Meaning like, oh, no, I can't make it. Oh, no, I can't make it. Oh, no, I can't make it. I have to literally coach myself leading up to the event um, to say, okay, we're going we're doing this. It's going to be fine. Yada, yada, yada. Just to make sure that I don't avoid it or decline these invites um, because of that anxiety. But (sighs) okay, fam. Now it's time for the Therapist Hats Off segment of the podcast. Before we get started with the segment, we just want to remind you all to send your questions and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. So we're going to do things a little different this week. Instead of reading the questions we receive, we'll just discuss the different ways you can manage anxiety because that's basically what
0: our listeners were asking for.
1: So Rade, I'm going to let you kick it off.
0: Okay, friends. So what are some of the ways that you manage your anxiety? Okay, well, that was one of them (laughs) that
1: I just stated. (laughs) So basically, um, uh, self talk, positive self talk, reassurance, um, affirmations, just, you know, reminding myself, well, preparing and reminding myself that um, it's going to be okay. That, you know, ultimately you're going to be around people or you're going to an event or into a situation that, you know, has positive benefits. And that it's going to be okay. And reminding myself that we don't know how it's going to turn out until we go. But if we don't go, knowing that I'm going to be disappointed in myself and knowing that that could trigger way more negative emotions or a negative emotional experience for me than it would be if I just were to you know, challenge myself and and go through with that situation that I know is anxiety inducing. Um, another thing, uh, Rod, said this earlier and it's a hundred percent the same for me. Um, how I've been able to get past that fear of um you know public speaking or giving large presentations is because of preparation. Preparation is key. If I prepare. I'll not I'll get nervous a little bit, which is the normal anxiety that you get when you walk up in front of a group of people that you are unfamiliar with. But it immediately falls off once I start talking because I'm on point. I know exactly what I want to say. I know exactly where I'm going. I am 100% prepared. And that's been with anything. And that translates to anything for me where anxiety could reveal itself. Um, And the way that I, I was able to truly determine that it's because I I, I stack them up next to each other. The times that, you know, I loosely knew what I was going to talk about versus the times that I planned what I was going to talk about from top to bottom. When I say planned, it doesn't mean that I'm literally writing a speech that I'm going to memorize, but I'm literally going through, okay, this is what I want to address. This is what I want to do. And then I mm-hmm. get myself bullet points to keep me on track throughout that conversation. And when I have that, I'm straight. I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm no I don't feel nervous and I I feel more connected to the audience, et cetera, et cetera. Um, when it comes to generalized anxiety, it can happen at any time about any damn thing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I use different skills for, um, for different things, um, like, let's say, you know, I'm driving and and um, <laughs> someone does something dumb that could have potentially hurt someone else, I get. My anxiety gets high and then I'm livid, you know what I'm saying? So deep breathing helps me. And there's tons of deep breathing exercises out there, but there's just, um, there's one in particular that works for me. And that's, you know, real quickly, you know, inhaling through your nose until you can't inhale anymore or take in any more air. And then you exhale through your mouth until you blow all of that air out. And then typically after I do that a few times, then I find myself... Grounded, And then I can process what it is that I'm actually feeling. And then I can move forward. Um, Visualization, you know, looking at things that, you know, reminding myself, taking myself back to positive experiences or memorable moments in my mind. Like, you know, let's say, you know, one of my favorite memories is coming home from, um, from school one day on a really cold day in Gainesville because it gets really cold in Gainesville, way colder than it does down in the Tampa Bay area. But I was coming home from school. It was really, really cold. I was freezing. I came in and, you know, my grandparents just um, it felt like home in the full sense of the word. So now, and then it was toasty Mm -hmm. and warm because the heat was on and it was food cooking. My grandma was (laughs) in the living room waiting for me. My grandfather was also in the living room, but on his side, you know, they had matching rocking chairs and shit. But, um, you know, yes, yes. And um, so just feeling warm on a, monumental level. And when I saw the monumental mm-hmm. level, meaning I felt warm physically, but I felt that warmth and love of home when I came mm-hmm. through. So basically, what I'll do is I'll think about that moment and I'll remember, you know, the things I saw, what I felt, what I heard. Um if I would, you know, if I ate something, what did I, what I ate, what it tastes like, like all of those things literally transporting myself back to that memory in my mind. So what all of this, you know, these things that I just said kind of do is they take you out of that anxious space and it helps ground you so that you can then process your feelings, implement another coping skill, and then you move forward. Um, And I'm trying to think what else I do. Oh, (laughs) this is a very simple and easy one and it works wonders um, for me. Let me put that on for me. Um, But chewing gum. Mm -hmm. Chewing gum is very helpful for my anxiety, especially when I am... um, um, out and about um, in like social situations and things like that, chewing gum does help. Now, granted, all situations I can't chew gum, but I'm gonna chew it until I can't chew it no more. Meaning, like if I'm walking into a building and I got the, and it's a professional set, I'm gonna chew that bitch till I get to the dough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, I will incorporate some other skills if I feel my anxiety getting to a point to where it's starting to um, take control of. Me. Um, because that's really the key is to be able to manage it and not allow it to control you. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, how about you, friend?
0: Mm, the way I manage anxiety. So as of late, I have been really, really focused in trying to be present. And so what that looks like for me is when I catch myself dwelling on how I need to be doing something outside of what I'm currently doing I am redirecting my thoughts to be present and in the moment because truth of the matter is, is that I end up running into the cycle of, I'm worried about what I need to be doing. And then when I start working on the thing that I needed to be doing, now I'm dwelling on the fact that I just wish I had a moment to be doing whatever I was doing earlier. So yeah.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: So I'm trying to redirect to like be present and have this experience, like be in the now. Um, that's a huge thing for me redirecting my thoughts. I always say you can't control the automatic thought, that first thought, but you can work to control or redirect the thoughts after that. Um, I have control over that. So there's that, that works for me. Another thing is when I notice that I'm having serious anxiety where I'm having like racing heart, um, just really intense nervousness, I find something to drink. And I'm not talking about alcohol y'all like I'm talking about (laughs) water, tea, and I'm saying that because, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, but when you're putting something up to your mouth, it forces your body to to have to slow down. And it does it in a subconscious way where you are not intentionally having to stop yourself, but if you're going to drink some water, if you're going to drink some hot tea, you can't be shaking and moving all over the place or pacing and all of these things while you're trying to actively drink that thing. So preferably it's something that's hot. And so it forces your body to slow down It forces your central nervous system to take some breaks. Mm -hmm. So that's something I like to do because sometimes my mind won't stop, but if I can get my body to slow down, then that's the first step to being able to then redirect my thoughts and take some deeper breaths, take some longer moments for myself. Um, deep breathing is always a vibe for me. Um, I have a um, meditation like playlist that I that I love, and I will often listen to that in the background. Um, I'm actually about to put y'all on. Okay, if we never talked about anything before, because <laughs> I love this um, this girl,
1: the this music lady. Is my, her name is, is My Life.
0: Her name is Deja Joel, and Deja Joel has a playlist called nurture and in nurture you have the rest restore um de-escalation and what's the last one oh a chakra realignment one i can't remember the name of that or i think it's like chakra cleanse it's not apple music y'all you don't even gotta pay for it well if you got you technically are if you have paying for apple music but what i'm getting at is you don't have to pay for an additional app like there are mm-hmm. other things calm app stuff like that Or sometimes I will find myself doing a guided meditation. I will hop my little happy stuff on YouTube and put on my guided body scan and Mm -hmm. just vibe it out because a lot of the time my anxiety makes me feel very disconnected from myself, where I don't feel like I'm in my own body, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So it feels like I was literally just talking to my mom about this, like I'm floating, like (laughs) and in the sense of. I'm so far into all of the things I need to get done or I want to do or what I'm not doing right now that I can't even be present so much so that it looks like that. Mm -hmm. So really big thing is getting back into my body for me when, when we're moving through this, the grounding. And so those things can be really effective for me. I'm trying to think, Oh, um, I also like to journal, but I try to be careful with that one in particular because, um, sometimes I'll start to write as if I'm talking to someone else outside of myself. Like, is this someone's going to read my journal or something? And so at that mm-hmm. point, anxiety <laughs> is even more raised. So mm-hmm. that's when I take a step back and also a very spiritual person. I will take a step back and talk to spirit, talk to God, talk mm-hmm. to myself, inner, mm-hmm. you know, inner spirit guidance. Um, and have moments, God. y'all. I'll be, um, you know, Issa Rae in the mirror, like, all right, girl, what's up? Like,
1: <laughs> right, how are right. How we doing?
0: How, how are we? And mm-hmm. a lot of the time, it is me having to nurture my inner child and checking on myself at the beginning of my day or whatever point that I'm recognizing that I'm having that anxiety and saying, what does four-year-old, what does six-year-old, what does 12-year-old, what does 16-year-old they need right now? Mm-hmm. What does she need today? And does, if that looks like you taking a yoga break, if that looks like... You going to get some ice cream that looks like me going to get my nails done. That's what we're doing first. Right. And everything else will get done after that because the grounding must happen. Those are like the ways I like to manage my anxiety. I wish I could do visualizations Mm -hmm. of, you know, things, but I'm too fantastical for that. And Mm -hmm. that makes me drift. Like, I love my fantastical mind, y'all, but that will make me drift (laughs) into like, you know, just not even get back focused on what I needed to. So, yeah.
1: But And and the reason why we wanted to kind of um insert ourselves into this part of, you know, this segment and really giving you our experiences is to not only, you know, give you some helpful tips, but to signify that there's different strokes for different folks. So there's hundreds and probably thousands of coping skills that mm-hmm. you can do to manage anything, but all of them, they're not a one-size-fits-all situation. You know what I'm saying? And I'm st- I do a lot of the ones that, that Roday said um you know going for a mindful walk having a mindful shower you know um, love those taking a bubble bath um and you know a big thing for me is um like Roday said like i'm i actually just wrote down that um playlist that a friend just recommended but music is a Mm. big (laughs) but uh, music is a big part of my life and it is one of my um go-to especially when I'm feeling anxious because it puts me in a different space. You know what I mean? But um, one of the things that you brought up right is something that I do regularly. Um, and we've all kind of talked about it on the show before, but um, disputing those thoughts, disputing those yeah. anxious thoughts. I use, you know, logic. Like, you know, you could experience anything from, oh, people aren't going to like me or what if I embarrass myself? What if I say the wrong thing? And in my mind, like, you know, I would like, okay, well, what evidence do I have that's going to happen? How do I know that's going to happen? So why sit here and, and spiral in the what ifs or the could happens when I can literally just walk into the situation being open to it and managing myself beforehand and saying, you know what? Regardless of what this, I'm going to feel when I walk into the situation, I'm prepared with these coping skills to make sure that I can manage my anxiety and get through this and actually enjoy myself. Um, you know, another thing that um a lot of people have um test anxiety and they don't know they have test anxiety and you know one thing about it is like the uh, accepting that and asking for them accommodations people think when you ask for um like accommodation academic accommodations that it is it's a bad thing but it's really not a bad thing because academic accommodations make sure because everybody doesn't experience test anxiety so having accommodation, make sure that you step to the plate with the same level of support or the same level of comfort or ability or um, lack of barriers that someone who doesn't have sexual anxiety has. So basically, I could study, 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 study my ass off, know the material like the back of my hand, and then bam, I get to test day and I feel it because of my anxiety. So, you know, and in, in test situations, it could be anything from okay, I'm hearing everybody scribble on their little um scantron. I'm hearing people erase, I'm hearing people tap mm-hmm. their shit on their desk, I'm hearing people click tap their feet on the floor, all this shit is distracting. Then I'm thinking yep. about, oh Lord, what if I forget something? What if I, I fail this test and all these other things when mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is is that you want to prepare yourself and make sure that you have what you need to be grounded and successful. Like recently. I took my um, state licensure exam and um, I didn't like request because you have to request accommodations. I didn't request accommodations. I just, the the center that I went to offered me earbuds and a headset. And what, y'all, when oh, I man. tell you, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it because I know that, you know, I have anxiety, but I'm just trying it out. Like, what's the worst could happen? I'm just sitting here with a headset. Nothing, it's, you know, it's no negative. Nothing negative could happen. Man, when I tell you I put that um the earbuds and that headset in and when i tell you it was just me it's almost like literally everything around me just went away and it was just me and my exam and i was you know um i wasn't being distracted by anything i couldn't hear anything else it was literally me my thoughts and the exam. And, you know, y'all hashtag I passed it. <laughs> but, <Yay>! um... <laughs> so, <laughs> we gonna be full, uh, fully licensed in these streets. But, mm. um, I'm just saying that, you know, accommodations don't doesn't mean what it has, people put a negative connotation on having accommodations when accommodations are not um, to highlight the fact that you have a struggle, but it's to remove the barriers. So you're stepping up to the plate in, in almost the same way or in your equivalent way to someone who doesn't have social anxiety. Or oh, I'm sorry, who doesn't right. have test anxiety. All right. Well, friend, do you have any other techniques that you feel would be effective in managing anxiety that we didn't go
0: over? Um... No, I think you added the others like you know, mindful showers, mindful walks. Love those. Um, if you have any animals, um, spend Ooh, time with a your animals. One. That's um, a good one. You know, that's that's a huge thing. Spend time with your animals and cuddling. Cuddling. Um, let me. I if you exercise, if you can just exercise. Period. If you go to the gym, if you have a friend you can call, call them. Yeah. I'll call my friends sometimes just spiraling. They're like, it's actually okay. You're doing great. Right, and sometimes that's what I need to hear, Mm -hmm. and I need to be able to remind myself of that, and they will remind me to remind myself of that. Right? They're not just trying to validate. Right? They're also reminding Mm -hmm. me to utilize myself as a resource. resource. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Come through, squad. No facts, love them. (laughs) Can't get enough of them. Um, So yeah, I think I really think that's about it. Um, Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Anxiety, it's all about grounding. All all about grounding.
1: Absolutely. And then just to highlight what Roday they said, your support system, especially if you have a, a good, a good one, um, because everybody's support is, is not created equal. But um, if you have a good support system, lean into them. Shout out to my gang gang. That's kind of what we call each other. But, you <laughs> know, um, you know, that's very important for the exact reasons why they said, because when you have a true support system, they're not only going to validate you, but they're going to remind you who you are. They're going to help mm-hmm. you. You affirm yourself because positive affirmations is is life. You have to yeah. pour that positive stuff back into yourself. You can't be this beacon of light to the world and then you closing the shades and turning off all the, and your electricity off inside.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that can't be a thing. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, moving on to our earth lesson for this week, fam. We all get nervous sometimes, but not all nervousness is created equal. Remember to breathe and ground yourself. The key is to manage your anxiety and not allow it to control your life. Respectfully, a melanated therapist. All right, fam. Remember to follow us on Instagram at RespectfullyMT and send your questions and topic requests to RespectfullyMT at gmail.com. If you would like to show support for our podcast through monetary gifting, you can send us donations through cash App at RespectfullyMT. I'm sorry, at dollar sign RespectfullyMT. All right. Until next time, fam. Peace, y'all respectfully
0: respectfully
1: respectfully
0: respectfully respectfully a melanated therapist